Welcome to the 42 Podcast, where a Christian and an atheist sit down to discuss the meanings of life, the universe, and everything else in between. Thank you for joining us. All right, Lindsay, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. All right. How are you? I can't complain. It's a gray day here in whatever state I live in. So, you know, <laughs> Thanksgiving is coming. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So, Lindsay, for this episode... I wanted to uh, talk about something that you mentioned in the last episode, and it's that you were a bisexual lesbian. Yes. Yep. Can, can I ask a specific question on that? Sure. Which one? I'm definitely a lesbian, yeah. Um, in the story I told last week, um, so I was trying, I was trying to tell somebody that I really, really liked how I felt about her. But before I did that, I had to kind of get a gauge on how she felt about uh, being gay. So that's being saying that I was bisexual was sort of um, testing the waters uh, first. But I I am really not attracted to guys, and I never have been. Um, in hindsight. Okay. So, yeah. Um. So before we really actually get into this conversation any further, uh, you mm-hmm. and I from the future are going to talk for a moment. Okay. All right, Lindsay, so we have uh, finished recording the episode, and this is now us from the future talking. Hi. How do you feel post-episode? Feels good to get it off my chest, to have it done and behind us. Yeah, and I appreciate your honesty in this episode and uh, your patience with me as I as we blundered and spoke through what is a challenging and difficult conversation. And thank you for being so courteous and respectful. I appreciate that. Uh, I guess my big question before we get back to our past selves is simply this, Lindsay. Would you say it's possible for a Christian and an atheist to have an open conversation. Uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. A Christian and a lesbian to have an open conversation on sexuality and find a balance between the beliefs that are within each. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, mu- oh, go ahead. Yeah, mutual respect. Mutual mutual respect is key. Absolutely. And yeah. Well, and I I truly appreciate your willingness to to speak with and be open with me about this. Thank you, Rep. Appreciate that. Oh, and thank you, Lindsay. We'll we'll let you guys go ahead and get back into the episode and hear what we already know. All right, future you and I is done talking. Finally. Yeah, I find myself to be a little long-winded. How about you? <laughs> All right. With that out there in the open, how you doing? I have a little bit of trepidation. You know, it's a funny thing to hurt people for who you are, but it it happens. And I've never really faced it before because this is the first first time I've really gone into it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah. So for everyone who's listening, I, I've known this for when did we start talking about podcasting back in September? Yeah. And uh, early on, one of the messages that you sent me as we were 
building that relationship to podcasting and the boundaries, you texted something along the lines. And it, it was funny where it was that kind of movie-esque of, I'm not going to fall in love with you because I'm gay. And then you moved right along in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there yeah. going, wait, what? <laughs> you buried the lead there. <laughs> okay. Uh but yep. one of the questions that I, I remember asking you, and I, I think this is a good place to start our conversation, is when you first came out to me, were you nervous? Well, no, because I don't know you on a consistent enough basis, I guess. So, I don't know. You're distant enough that I didn't really care if I hurt your feelings or if I offended you, I suppose. And if it did, I figured you wouldn't want to talk to me anymore and that'd be the end of it. Uh <laughs> So I wasn't too nervous. No, I love, I, I, I like talking about real things and this is a real thing. Um, so. Okay. Yeah. And, and I can respect that. Sorry. I guess my question is more along the lines of what you perceived my reaction may be. And, uh, even what the consequence of, of saying that to someone who is a Christian. Well, you'd either be totally cool with it um in a christian so there's like it's a scale or um, a sliding scale you're either totally cool with that and think it's not a sin and it's fine and even though you're christian you, you still might think that I've, I've met christians who who can just who justify homosexuality in the bible or or you could be somebody who is a christian and tolerates it like i love you I just don't love the things you do, and we can still be friends, you know. Or, in the other extreme, then, like, you don't want to associate with me at all because because of what or who I am. So, it was one of those things. I just didn't know. I didn't think it would be the third. You'd, yeah, you didn't think I'd I would, be... I would have found that very um, contradictory to the rest of your character that I that I know you, so... That's what I was thinking. No, and that's fine. I I do try to be understanding with these things and uh, open to to people, to conversations. And we can get into a little bit more about where I'm at with this uh, later. But, I mean, the first part of this is most definitely you, where you're at, and kind of how we understand and interact with each other a little bit. So, if I may ask, when did you begin to understand that you you were a lesbian and is lesbian the right way to phrase this is that okay to yeah gay gay's fine gay? but okay um well f the first time i ever really considered the fact that whoa uh, something's going on something is definitely i'm not normal <laughs> uh i had this friend after high school sweet 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 girl and um we would we had like a book club and i'd go over her house and t with a ben and jerry's and we'd um watch movies and stuff and one time I I was over her house and when I got there nobody was downstairs so I hollered for her and she called me up to her bedroom and I went upstairs with the ice cream and we chatted and we then she sat bolt upright kissed me on the lips and ran downstairs and I was sort of it was like the volume had gotten... It's like someone put the volume up way too high in my head. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't think. I couldn't... My heart was pounding. 
I couldn't think of anything else. I was trying to watch the movie Love Actually, actually. <laughs> and um, I did not hear a word of it. All I could think of was what that she kissed me. So that's kind of when I really started to think about it a lot more than I ever, ever, ever had um, in, a, in a very conscious way. I guess that's a perfect lead into my next question of, um, you know, we, we talked about how we both grew up in the church and the backgrounds of faith that we share. But how did that background of faith now color that moment for you? This has a little bit of a preamble, okay? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's because I'm a firstborn or my, my, my general personality or what, but I've always had a very strong sense of what my role to play, what my role was supposed to look like. Whether anyone meant it or not, between the examples that I saw growing up, you know, um, older women uh, kind of mentoring younger women, and it was everyth- everything we did was sort of pushing us towards or encouraging us towards getting married and having a family. That was sort of the norm. And um, I really felt that very acutely. You know, even like skills, my skills I would learn from my parents or from other older women was like comments would be made like, oh, your husband's going to love this or this is a good skill to have if you're going to have a husband. So I felt like that was sort of my script, you know? Yeah. Um, And then couple that with verses in the Bible that talk about what it's like that being a wife and a mother is, you know, look at Proverbs there. It's Proverbs 31, blah, 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 you know. Um, so I knew that I had been cast in the role of Christian woman who dates a man and gets married and has lots of children. This was my script. I always assumed it was the script or nothing. Or if I was unhappy, maybe it's because I was off script. Me being anything but heterosexual was off script. Therefore, it was dangerous and unsafe. It was unthinkable. Um, Likely to ruin the whole production for everybody. So aside from a few instances where I tried very hard, which I tried very hard to put behind me and forget, I tried to stick to the script. Um, So having crushes or having people that I thought I had crushes on or things like that. I don't know. It's it's it was more that it's what I thought I was supposed to do because this was what what we were what everybody talked about it just didn't occur to me to be any way else sorry hold on let me collect my thoughts um no you're fine <laughs> take your mo- take a moment yeah so it, it, if i may interject a little if, if that's okay yeah yeah so that moment for you with that young lady mm-hmm. and then the script that you felt like you had been given and you needed to walk through were two entirely opposite clashes yes yes that were would it be fair to say that in this moment you kind of felt like we're a tug of war going on? no because i didn't even think this was an option i just knew i felt that way okay so it took a long long time for me to let go of the fact that i wasn't heterosexual i dated people i was intimate with people and but I didn't have anything to compare it to so I thought this is just how it is for everybody so it 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 took a while for me to realize that oh maybe I'm awkward because I'm actually gay or maybe (laughs) it took a long time and even still I mean I'm still technically on script 
I just, this is who I am. I've just realized that I've been cast. I mean, I'm happy, okay? Let me just get that out of the way here. I am happy with my family. I love my family very much, and I wouldn't trade them for anything. But it's, it's, but the role that I'm in is just somewhat unnatural, and it's a struggle for me sometimes. Um, So you're trying to balance who is this true aspect of you and the family that you've worked over the years to build and create. Yeah, I mean, I made a commitment, and I take that really seriously, and, um... And I love, I, I do love my husband. He's he's my best friend, hundredfold. I couldn't ask for a better partner. So it is messy, but that doesn't change the facts, really. It's just, it is what it is. Well, life, regardless of where we are at, is messy. And I think the beauty of life is, is how we walk through it, how we interact with, engage with, and wrestle with that mess in any way, in any form. Mm. So, you know, from my perspective, Lindsay, I look at what you're trying to do and I respect you for that. I respect you for who you are. Because, I mean, even this conversation in the podcast, you and I have been building up to this for a couple months. We knew this would be a hard conversation. Yeah. Uh, And most definitely more so for you than for me because... You're putting a lot of who you are on the line. Yeah. And I respect that. I, I respect you for doing that and and being open to this conversation because I'm going to blunder through with some of my questions and possibly look like an idiot. And you have the grace to talk to me, to teach me, to help me understand. I value and appreciate that. Well, thank you. And I'm going to blunder too, for sure, because I've never really talked about this in a setting like this, so I'm nervous, and therefore I'm not as articulate as I'd like to be. <laughs> uh. Uh, but being articulate is overrated. <laughs> so um, I guess one of my big questions is, you know, with, with where you're at, what are your perceptions of LGBTQ plus issues in the community? The community? In the community at large? Yeah, that would be the better way to phrase it. The community at large, the whole of... Right. Well, if you mean... I th- I think people can do whatever they want to, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. And I, I do understand, as far as transgender goes, I really get it. I really do. To feel not like everybody else, to feel not feminine or... Like when I was a kid, I was always the boy in the games because boys are way cooler and don't have to sit with their legs crossed and don't have to wear dresses and can be violent and tumbling and we kind of so i i don't know i just i really i can really understand and respect people that make the decision to trend to trans what is -hmm. the word yeah whatever the word i'm looking for to do their thing to go and trans oh my gosh what is that word um yeah, you, I, I'm blanking on it as well. Um, gender transition? Yeah, to transition. Transition, yes. Yep, I think they they can do their thing. Just let them be. And anybody who wants to get married can get married. If Those are my opinions if that's what you're asking me, I guess. Yeah, effectively. Uh, so the two biggest things for you are uh, trans issues and uh, marriage equality. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think... Yeah, 
Yep. I don't think the government or the state should be able to say who gets married as long as it's consensual. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, right. I mean, you shouldn't marry your sister <laughs> or your brother, but barring that. Yeah. No, I and I, I'll say I actually agree with you on that, that uh, I don't think the state or federal government should have any say in issuing marriage licenses, but I've come yeah. to a slightly different spot with that. Yeah. Because I think the, the government put themselves up to be the the protector of marriage issues, but marriage is a church institution, and if we separate it out from the government, then the individual churches can decide where they fall. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would be better to respect everybody's belief systems if we just kind of went that direction. Yeah, who, who are you? Who is anybody to say, no, you cannot get married? Uh, under what on what grounds can you possibly say that i i don't understand that at all i mean well i do understand that there are belief systems that are more conservative and structured that say no to anything that is not perceived as a traditional marriage r- right and that's cool for them but to legal to think they legally to allow the government to be the one that is the gatekeeper of that yeah is where that where the error is for me yeah, and I agree, because if we, yeah, whose who's code are we living by? Are we living by the Constitution, or are we living by the Bible? Because if we're living by the Bible, why not why not the Koran, you know? The, <laughs> so, that's my opinion. I think I'm out of opinions in this department. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. Um, well, I mean, here's another question for you. What is your perception of the relationship between the LGBTQ plus community and the church? Well, all right. Firstly, um, the way I've heard it told in in my circle, my community, I don't. Nobody's gonna be at the door keeping gay people out. You 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 know, gay people are welcome to come into church. From my experience. I mean, from what I've heard, I've never gone to church as a gay person, like in a couple or anything. But, um, however, if you are in a gay relationship, you, you cannot be a member at my particular church. You can't be a member of the, of the church and vote on things. If you're gay, if you're in a gay relationship, I think that's the key thing for, at least for my church. If you're celibate, that's one thing. And that, and that really could just be uh, my because I didn't go online. I just talked to my own pastor, so I don't really know what they have to say about it. When I started really reading or, or talking to other people about homosexuality in the Bible, um, some people think that that the Bible is actually okay with being gay. Um, but as much as I look at the Bible and from what I've read, I don't think you can. I'm not really sure that based on what the Bible says and, and the way the translations are, you could say that, that the Bible is okay with it. So to me, that means you can't be a, a Christian. Like you, I mean, I don't know how, unless you say that this, this word homosexuality actually means pedoph- pedophilia or something, you know, but the way it's translated now, I don't see how uh, homosexuality and Christianity can go hand in hand if you're practicing, if you're actually in a gay relationship. But that's just based on, on my reading of the Bible, that's all. Yeah, um, yeah. and le- let me jump in here, I guess. Uh, this is where I can speak to 
where I'm at within the church and uh, kind of how I read and translate and understand scripture in this light. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, so I hold a doctrine that is summed up as total depravity, which is that we as humanity, even our best actions are horribly and sinfully motivated. Yeah. And out of that, what I see is it, it doesn't matter if you are Mother Teresa or me, the sin that is there is there, and that's what separates us from God. And out of that, what I see, and again, understand, is that the work of Christ on the cross is what bridges that gap of our total depravity of sin. And you can pick your flavor of sin. For me, I look at homosexuality and I go, and how is that any worse than, you know, the, the church person who has the latest gossip on their neighbors? Right. I, I don't think there's a distinction between our sins. It's sin, period. Do you make a distinction between being gay and being in a relationship as a gay person? Um, no, I don't think I do. Uh, but a part of that is even the idea of uh, the threshold of sin that Jesus offers in New Testament is that if you are angry at your brother, you have committed murder. And so for me, it's, to me, I look at it and I go, okay, so the root of it is the heart of the person. And I, I, if you have ever been in a car with me for more than 10 seconds as I'm trying to drive anywhere, I can get very impatient with my fellow drivers. And in my mind, I'm killing a lot of people, apparently. <laughs> so for me, that's, that's where I look at it. And I, I think the, the true heart of it is that it is a heart issue. And that's okay. I, I don't see that I can immediately offer condemnation to you, Lindsay, because you're expressing that you are a lesbian but not in a relationship. I just see you, Lindsay. Yeah. And love and respect you for that. And, you know, the the quiet, personal, private sins that are inside our mind against the public sins that are up for view, I don't hold any distinction between them because, Lindsay, you and I could have started this podcast and you never needed to tell me any of this mm -hmm. and my opinion of you would not have changed right so to me it's we're rotten down to the core and because of original sin original sin being what the root of it is yes yeah uh and because of that even the motivations of our heart are suspect yeah I... and for me that position is i think the bible clearly lays out a whole plethora of things that are sins Enough that what we should understand out of the heart of Scripture, out of the heart of the work of Christ, is even in our best presentation of ourselves, we are with sin. Yeah. And being with sin, we got to address that first before we can judge. And, and there's no way that I can perfectly remove every sin from my life. So even if you, you're saying, like, even if you had cleaned up in every way, you still feel like you couldn't judge because of your, uh, the way you were born into sin. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that, yes. And, and I think what that offers, what that frees up, is that instead of a judgment, Lindsay, I can look at you and say that, look, I love and respect you, and hey, okay, so you're a lesbian. All right. So, question, and, can I play the devil's advocate for a second? 
Yeah, go ahead. There's different verses that you can find about judging. But there is, seem, if I remember correctly, there's a verse for that uh, Paul says, Paul says, um, we judge each other. Oh, yeah, that's it. We don't judge the world because we're not of the world or, you know, but we do judge the church. And that's because that's kind of what the Bible wants you to do is to keep everybody safe. Right. Like. and Yeah. So f- for clarity, I mean, what's what's the scripture you're referencing? First Corinthians five twelve. It's um, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? And that's First Corinthians five twelve, and I only say that because, well, maybe is it your job, you know, to judge those who consider themselves Christians? I guess I'm just opposing your 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 um your idea just just for fun because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but see, th- this is how I would answer that. Where it's okay, Lindsay, if I was to offer a judgment on you, you you have said that you go to church, all right, but you've also said you are an atheist and you are a lesbian, so. If I'm to offer a judgment on you, this is what I would say. Find Christ. Find grace. Find mercy. But what if I was a Christian? Find Christ. <laughs> find grace. Find mercy. <laughs> I don't... Uh, it doesn't... Sorry, continue. Yeah, to me, it doesn't change because you are or aren't a Christian. If you're within the church and you are working to purposely and intentionally subvert the teachings of the church there's a different judgment. But if you are wrestling with who you are and what Scripture is, find Christ, find grace, find mercy. Mm. Speaking to you, that's what I would say. Now, there are people that are loud and in front and tele-evangelists mm-hmm. that I would have something entirely different to say because they are. And this is what I would say to you is what I would say to 99.9% of the people I deal with. What I would say to the people who are subjecting the teachings of the church to personal ideology, power, and control, you're going to burn and it's going to suck. Yeah. Find find Jesus, <laughs> find grace, find mercy fast. And for the record, I have talked to, I talked to my pastor a while back, a couple weeks ago, and I told him where I was at with the atheism and I'm not attending because I didn't feel like that would be honest. And that's fine. Just for the record, let the record show. Yeah, And I think at the end of the day and at the end of this conversation that we've gone through, it comes to this. We're just trying to go through and find and balance life. You and I are offering up that we're going to try and do some of that together here on a podcast and to offer honest and uncomfortable moments, but fun and lighthearted moments. Yeah. And this is one of those honest, uncomfortable, and sometimes fumbling for the both of us conversations. But at the end of the day, can we still be friends? Of course we can. Of course. Lindsay? Yeah. I love and respect you for who you are, and I am thankful to know you and to be able to have this kind of a conversation and ask questions that I can't always ask of everyone I interact with yeah anytime (laughs) and and thank you for your your grace with me to allow me to be able to ask questions and to have an honest conversation with me thank you you're welcome it was it was very good it was it was it was good (laughs) it was and i appreciate 
that we were able to do this. Me too. I'm going to ask this at the end of every episode. Are we still friends? Of course we are, Robert. Lindsay, I appreciate and respect you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So, all right. Have a good night. You too.